Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Dr. Susan Caldwell is with me. She's a medical physician. She specializes in women's fertility and infertility. She practices naprotechnology, which is a means of treating a woman's body respectfully and with moral principle and not putting her body or future children at risk. No abortion, no in vitro fertilization, real solutions treating the underlying issues uh, impacting women's fertility. I use NAPRO technology that helped me in having my baby girls, praise the Lord. Uh, And I love that it's Catholic guided. Um, It's phenomenal technology. We'll post links on social media as well as in the episode notes to find a NAPRO physician near you. You can find one closest to you. You can also um, work with a NAPRO physician Uh, via telemedicine as well. We'll post all of these links and resources because they're so desperately needed. And it might not be you. It might not be you today or it might be someone else tomorrow that you might hear needs this. I knew about this technology my entire life. I never thought I would be the person who needed help uh, with fertility. I also was buying a car a couple years ago and the woman I met had been struggling with infertility for years. And I just happened to have that piece of information hey, I'd love to offer you that piece of information. Here's a website. So have this. Even if it's not you, you never know when you can help someone through. Remember my mom helped my ice skating coach to conceive a baby by giving her information about NAPRO physicians. And the the information can be life-saving, changing, and also helping bring new life into the world. Dr. Caldwell, I just kind of want to summarize the take on intrauterine insemination. And we talked about how it has less than a 10% success rate. And we talked about how the fertility, um, the fertility clinics are very quick to suggest intrauterine insemination and then IVF because that's what they make money from, not from fixing and treating women's bodies, such as NAPRO technicians like yourself do. Um, but let's just briefly speak to, you know, that timing. So turning to a NAPRO physician is a solution, but also, you know. This young man wrote in, he's one year married. Uh, so many people, I think, start to fear. I, I was in that same boat. Okay, it's been two months. It's been six months. It's been a year. You know, haven't, haven't gotten pregnant yet. When is a good time to start looking for resources such as NAPRO physician? And how do you have that peace in the midst of that wait? Yeah. Well, the research shows us that a couple with perfect, healthy, um, reproductive systems, so so normal fertility, it can take up to four to six months for a perfectly healthy couple to conceive. So, you know, th- these days we have so many great methods of charting for a woman to know when she's ovulating. I think if any couple is sincere in their desire to uh, become parents, they would, they should, you know, maybe chart in, with some sort of method, even learning online, um, whatever's available. Um, if it, but if it's been six months and, you, you and know. And just to be clear, sorry to interrupt you, but six yeah. months of intentionally knowing you're doing yes. the correct timing of trying to have a baby exactly. when a woman's actually fertile, not just randomly. Yes, that's a great point. So, you know, a woman's egg only lives 12 to 24 hours per month. Okay, and so if she does not have enough mucus to allow the sperm to kind of hang out, 
near where the, the egg will make its entrance, right, in either side, in either tube. If, so if there's not enough um, mucus for the sperm to kind of hang out in, if there's not, you know, all these, but you can imagine it's a very small window of time where this egg can be fertilized. 12 to 24 hours is, is, is as long as it can be. So the timing is incredibly important. So yes, if she has, you know, decent mucus, she knows she's ovulating and there's sperm, you know, present, maybe having intercourse, maybe every other day, every two to three days, and there's not a pregnancy after four to six months, it's time to see someone, not a fertility clinic, right? Because remember, we learned that they're in the business of getting people pregnant quick, 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 right? They're not in the business of figuring out what's wrong. So mm -hmm. it might be time at that point, to be honest, I would recommend using, a, finding a charting teacher that maybe with a Creighton model would be a great charting teacher. Um, but there are other methods out there um, that you could uh, learn, like get some expert opinion. And I, I, again, I would I would recommend a charting teacher, not so mm -hmm. much. Maybe you could see your OB and let them know, hey, we're starting to look at things. Um, but you really want to use some sort of a method. You know, there's the Marquette right. method, something to where you're, you're documenting, am I ovulating? Now there's even this company called Prove, P-R-O-O-V, that they have these ways of knowing. And there's AVA bracelets, and there's all kinds of ways, technologies. Um, but mm -hmm. the more help you get from an educated person, and, and to be honest, I don't even think I could count an OB as an educate. I just hate to say right. that, but right. they're just not, they just don't, they've not been taught how to understand how to properly identify ovulation. Right. And so there's that's so many really doctors. sad. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many physicians I respect who actually know things about fertility, um, who I share them with them about NAMPRA technology and fertility tracking, and they have no knowledge of it. I I'm sharing right. with them and I buy a book for them or I send them a link and I say, here, Good. read this, please. Like, just so you, this is a really interesting field of medicine. I know you care about women and fertility, so I hope you'll check it out. And a lot of them have been very intrigued because it's an area of science they don't know about mm -hmm. because it was Catholics who responded to Pope Paul VI, St. Pope Paul VI's call mm -hmm. to have respectful ways of addressing fertility and that was the call, and the answer came from Dr. Hilders, a faithful Catholic who has helped in discovering and creating this medical technology that is almost this like Catholic secret that people mm -hmm. are converting to Catholicism because they're going to these doctors. So we'll post a link on social media yeah. in the episode notes to find a physician who practices NAPRO technology and to, for you to find a fertility care practitioner to help you go through that journey of tracking because it's so important. Now, I'll just share briefly... Um, I've shared my story before. I'll have to post a link uh, to my story as well. But when we finally, um, it was over a year before we were ever able to conceive. It was about six months in when my husband said, hey, I think you need to, you know, see a doctor and check and see what's going on. I had Hashimoto's disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It was nine months of charting and six months of really being intentional um, and within a healthy context of trying to conceive a baby that things started to happen and we have our little mm -hmm. girl now. And I think that that's important that we recognize patience. Um, mm -hmm. I was never impatient. I was always really peaceful. And I know stress has a big role to play. We've done a whole mm -hmm. episode on how to get pregnant. We'll post a link to that because I think everyone struggling should listen. Um, but I really, Dr. Caldwell, I think over and over again about this, 
the biblical narrative, salvation history is full of mysterious, miraculous mm-hmm. pregnancies where God mm-hmm. is blessed and ordained, not in our timing, but in his timing, yes. the gift of human life, and sometimes not in the ways that we always expect. And so I really hope you'll keep that in prayer and be patient and just turn to our NAPRO physicians and share this with a friend. Dr. Caldwell, so many questions are coming in. If you have a question about fertility and infertility, numbers one 914 You're listening to Trending with Timory. Dr. Caldwell, okay. Here's a question from Magdalena that came in on Instagram. She said, how old is too old to have children? My husband and I have been open to life for the last 10 years, but it just hasn't happened. I'm now 49 and my periods are irregular and sometimes I don't have one for months. I've pretty much given up hope. I haven't really reached out to get help because I keep getting told that my baby would not be healthy due to my age. Thanks for your input. Dr. Caldwell, can you share some thoughts here? Yeah, yeah. So... Definitely, this would be a good time to start charting, for sure, because you want to see, you know, it's infrequent at 49 with regular periods, it's it's going to be infrequent that you would ovulate. But by charting, you would be able to actually optimize, remember we talked about just a few moments ago, you know, lining up all of those things, you know, there, there may still be an occasional healthy ovulation that occurs, even at 49. So you want to make sure that you have optimal um, mucus. Of course, you're having, you know, sperm is, is being, um, you know, you're having inter- intercourse during the time. So the sperm is, is meeting the egg. But but that there are ways to, to tell on the chart whether or not um, there's evidence of ovulation. And, and you can just with full, you know, just w- full peace, right, just knowing those things, understanding how your bodies work, coming together, praying that the Holy Spirit would bless your union in that way, if it be God's will. And and that way you're doing everything possible. And then if your charting teacher tells you, hey, it looks like, you know, some, this isn't happening right, or, you, you know, your doctor might get some labs, they can give you some information. But even, you know, patients that I have, in their late 40s, you know, I'm not never going to tell someone, hey, it's impossible as long as you're still having periods because it's possible that, again, you could be ovulating here and there. So you want to make sure you understand all the timing so that you can do everything you can do to to, to be ready for God's God's gift of, of blessing if that should be the case. Mm, and, and that's the hard part is being open. Lord, you, you may have ordained that I only have one child. You may have ordained that I have two children. You may have ordained that you allow the suffering, that I have no children, whatever that may be. I know that I really, um, when I got married, I especially when I go to receive communion, I'd walk up to the altar, and I'd always try to remind myself, my body, my soul, everything is is my mm. Lord and my God's. And that includes my uterus, my reproductive system. Like, Lord, I consecrate this yeah. to you. I tr- I entrust myself to you. And I think making that prayer and receiving our Lord Jesus Christ in Holy Communion is so powerful because we are truly conforming ourselves to whatever God may offer us, the joys, mm-hmm. and when he allows that suffering for us to unite with him and also allowing for um, spiritual motherhood and fatherhood to, occur, to yeah. occur in different ways as well. 
Okay, more yeah. questions. And by the way, I just talked to someone the other day. She said she had a child when she was 49 years old, and that child's 18 now. So yes. I mean, not saying, like you said, you're not guaranteeing that they will have a child, but if they're still having a period, there is possibility, and there is hope there. Um, so seize the day, right? The timing is now, uh, if that yes. is your story. Okay, another question. I know we've been talking about this, but Natalie on Instagram asks, are there safe alternatives to in vitro fertilization? I know we say that's NAPRO technology. That's why I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Where does someone get started if they want to start seeing a NAPRO technician? Oh, that's okay. So yeah, we just, we're you're going to post the links, right? Yeah. There we so, go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, so when I see it, I see plenty of patients just off the street, you know, they just, they just, they've heard, you know, what we do and they come in and they haven't charted, but it, it could be like for me, my, my first available patient, my, my, my first next available appointment might be like five or six weeks away. So what I tell people in that time is you could start charting with Creighton right away. You could find a charting teacher. I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. post the links. Yep. Um, yeah. Posted. And, <laughs> and really IVF is just not, it's just, it's almost never really necessary. If you're actually the only, even if, if we even just took out all the church teachings, right. And just said, who actually needs IVF? It would really only be for someone who didn't have tubes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's very rare to really need IVF. And of course, now we're coming up with all kinds of crazy ways to make a baby. And that's oh, a whole, gosh. we're not even going there. But No, not um, today. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not <laughs> taking on that. But, you know, really IVF is not, it's, it should be rare, if, if it, at all. And it just, and it, it's just, right. it's not necessary. It's not. And the it's church, over, yeah. even in those instances where, let's say someone does not have the right reproductive organs to make this happen. Um, the church says no. The church says right. the child has a right to their biological right. mother and father. Even international law, the UN still upholds this, even if they don't always uphold what they preach. Um, a child has a natural right to a mother and a father. Um, a ch- just because you desire a child, that doesn't give you a right to a child. Um, when a child does not have access to their biological mother and father, that can hinder the maturing of his or her personal identity, the Catholic Church teaches. And that's different from adoption because we're talking about creating human life automatically assuming in the case of a donor that that child will not have any access to one of their biological parents aka donors in this language and the church says no because children have a right to be conceived via the loving and sacrificial marital embrace of husband and wife and in vitro fertilization almost always includes abortion and always does indeed include the negligence with regard to how human life is treated and experimented on and used to try and achieve a pregnancy, but actually human life dies through the negligence in that attempt to create human life outside of the God-given and God-ordained means. Dr. Caldwell, thank you so much for joining us. We'll post a link to Dr. Susan Caldwell on social media. It's drsusancaldwell.com. That's a Dr. Susan Caldwell. Find a link in the episode notes. I've also tagged her on social media. 